Eagles Entertainment. On Tuesday, October 26th, special teams coordinator Michael Clay spoke to the media. I'm sure you guys have no special teams questions this week. <laughs> hey, so was, so was it just a matter of like a bad bounce? I mean, not a bad bounce, like the bounce you weren't accepting, uh, expecting uh, uh, for that not getting pulled off? You know what? That whole thing, once again, we felt really confident doing it, especially out here. I mean, we spend so much time. I would never want to put the team or these players in a terrible situation like, hey, I'm just going to really just go out there and just do it. We had spent time doing this. And what was uh, kind of shocking going, once again, Allegiant Stadium is a beautiful place and everything. The field was a lot harder than we expected. Um, and when Jake hit it, he hit his perfect ball. And it is one of those, you know, it's football. It took a weird bounce on him. I mean, if you watch it again, like, he's right there, and you just see his eyes open up, and the ball just kind of gets outside of his fingertips, and the guy makes a heck of a play. It's one of those things where, you know, it's football. Um, you're not going to get mad at it. Harder. Did you test it out before the game and say, okay, maybe this is not something we should do? Oh, no, it's not like one of those things where it was concrete or astroturf or anything. We still felt confident on it. It has nothing to do with the – we didn't execute it because of the field. It was just one of those things that we thought we had we had a good shot at it. It just the ball bounced a little bit higher than we expected. It's nothing that we uh, took anything part of or like that. Like oh, it's way too hard. We can't do it. We felt 100% confident going through it, and they gave us a look, and we went for it. So what did you guys decide you were going to go with it? Because you had a, a long time to make that decision. Yeah, we wanted to see the picture. Obviously, um, after we scored after our first drive, uh, we kicked it, obviously, a touchback, and we just wanted to make sure if they're still giving us that same look we were looking for. We got on the sideline. Tyler uh, Brown upstairs said, look at it. They gave us the same look. We were upstairs uh, to start the half. They gave us the same look again, so it, it was on at that point. If they had changed something, we had a check to kick it out the back of the end zone again. So it was one of those things where they gave it to us again, and we went for it. It's not... You saw pregame, Michael, and then you saw it originally. I, like, did you see it going into the game? Then you saw the look you wanted to see, or was it something you saw in-game? In no, order. this was something that we had seen in the previous games, where it was just something that was just odd. It was one of those things that, as you keep watching the film on the opposing team, like, this just seems a little off, seems a little odd right there. But it kept showing up for previous weeks. So one of those things where you never know, in, a, in the game-type situation when you could steal a possession. And we felt like, hey, this may be an opportunity. Obviously, you saw uh, we had an unfortunate fumble as a team going into that two-minute drill, so that gave them an extra opportunity to go up 10 points. If it was anything closer or we were, you know, it was 10-7, 3-3, it's one of those things where, yeah, let, let's just keep playing ball. But they caught that extra possession on us, so we saw the, the opportunity, that, hey, let's try and steal possession here. And it's just one of those things. The ball just didn't bounce our way. It was just a couple of plays in the in the game. Um, if you guys, uh, it was thirty to fourteen, and they throw on their field goal team, and Derek Barnett got through and tipped the ball. Shoot, we would have loved to have blocked it, scooped and scored. Now it's possibly a thirty twenty two game. So it's just one of those things where the ball just didn't go our way. Um, and hopefully in the next couple of weeks, when we do have something happen, where it's another a big return or maybe a block somewhere, it goes our way, and we you know we uh, give you know energy to the rest of the team right there. Look at the Lions. I think their last game they tried uh, an onside kick and, and a couple fake punts and everything like that. Does that kind of like raise your radar a little bit? Like, you know, this is something you got to watch for? Uh, obviously. Uh, when some team does a couple fakes or a surprise onside kick, you always want to be aware. You don't want to be the next week and do the same mistake like that. So, uh, once again, the, the Lions did a heck of a job. They converted on three of theirs. 
Um, so we'll be ready for it. Obviously, during the scouting process, what we're doing right now as coaches. Um, so we'll be ready for anything they try to give at us. We'll try to give them a couple different looks that may deter them. Um, but for the most part, we'll, we're going to stay with, with, within ourselves and be ready for our, our next opponent. The process of the green lighting the onside's kick, how does, how does that go? Is it during halftime you and, you and Nick are discussing it and he green lights it, or how does that work? It's more of a discussion throughout the game. Um, obviously, we got the first look. and like, hey, all right, they gave us the first look. Um, then going into the halftime, talking with him, talking it through, hey, what, what are the situations, what's the scenarios? And it's not just, you know, me and Nick. I asked, you know, my, my assistants, Joe P., Tyler, uh, to see, hey, do you guys feel confident about it? I feel confident about it. The players felt confident about it. It's just one of those things where once we got the green light, hey, I alert the guys, hey, this is what may happen, this may occur, let's just be ready for it and let's try and execute it. And it's just one of those things where we didn't execute it at that point. It's, not, it's something that... You know, going back on it, I wouldn't change anything going forward. It's one of those looks. It was a premium look that we liked, and you never know when you get that look. You, shoot, it could have been a 17-7 game the entire time. We never had another kickoff. So it was one of those times, hey, this is a controlled environment. We know we're getting a kickoff. Let's go for it. And like I said, it's just the ball didn't bounce our way, and it's part of the game. Michael, what's the, the Monday post-game coaching staff meeting like after a loss? And how does Nick hold you guys accountable as a whole? What are those conversations like? Uh, I think it all, you know, it's so, how would I put it? It's so uh, position-based. So there's, you know, there's offense, defense, and special teams. So he kind of comes in, you know, he, he hits us up as, in the special teams room, and we go over the film, what we did good, what we didn't do good, what can we get better at? Is there any questions that may arise? Are there any penalties? So it, it's kind of a, a thought-out process. And, you know, one of those things where we always want to put our best foot forward, regardless of the outcome of the game. Obviously, we love to win. That's our number one goal in special teams. Shoot, we could, you know, have a terrible game, but if we win seven to three, everything's fine. From a special teams point, not so fine. But regardless, we always want to win, and that's the number one goal in this league is to win. So it's all a thought-out process of what we did well, what we didn't do well, what can we get better at, are we utilizing our, our players in the right manner. Um, so Nick comes in, and, you know, he gives us what he felt like. So it's been, it's been all very positive in terms of that. Do, do you find that players in, in this generation, maybe as opposed to when you first started with Chip, take better to the personal one-on-one time as opposed to maybe being called out or, or, or held accountable via fine or what, anything like that? Like, how do they respond to more of Nick's style as opposed to maybe uh, a disciplinarian? Yeah, um, and in terms of that question, I, I guess it varies. You know, it's a case-by-case study. Some guy may like getting called out maybe that lights his fire i don't know it all depends on the personality you're dealing with um but for you know myself personally i try to get these guys to understand the big picture the why why are we doing this uh why do we think we get it on kick? why are we running a, a a scheme to take out one of their best players and i think when you get people like that that understand the why regardless of the disciplinarian act or you know helping somebody else you know positive reinforcement i think that's how you how we get, at least in the special room, guys playing at the level that we need them to play at and to be receptive. And these guys have been outstanding. They were all in the room yesterday wanting to see the onside kick, wanting to see the possible block field goal, wanting to see our kickoff return. That one helped our offense with that 33-yard drive start at, uh, um, in the first in the first half right there. So these guys, they're, they're, the, the mood, I guess, would say is everyone's still trying to get better and better because you never know what's going to happen. Yes, we're 2-5. and five. Yes, we're not where we want to be. But in this league, you never know what kind of you can rip off a run real quick and be right in the thick of things. What's the biggest thing you learned from 
I mean, first of all, I have the utmost respect for Dave. He got me into this business in terms of special teams business. I've learned so much from him. Um, and what FIP does really well is he's very good at the basic stuff. He makes you respect the basic stuff because they're going to be really good at it. Then he'll throw in a little wrinkle, and it's one of those things where you either caught off guard and you're hitting the mouth at the 15-yard line. So it's one of those things that every time FIP has a unit out there, they're playing fast, they're physical, they know what they're wanting to do, and they're going to try and implement that as best as possible. So with FIP, it's just making sure we're on our stuff and understand that they're going to be really good at the basic stuff and they're going to will their way to being a very good special teams unit. Deuce, uh, I mean, Deuce is a great person. I enjoyed my time working with him. I don't know in terms of what he's doing with the special teams out there, but Deuce has always been fine uh, with me. Didn't he handle returns for you guys a lot of times? I wasn't sure if he... When you I, were out, yeah, because you weren't, weren't all special yeah. teams here, right? Yeah. yeah, in 2015, it was more myself and Dave, and Deuce would help the returners in terms of uh, individual type stuff. I don't know in terms of schematically what he's been doing lately, but uh, Deuce in general is a great person. I love uh, working with Deuce and getting to see him when I can, usually at the combine. It'll be nice to see him down in Detroit. You mentioned the why before when you're communicating with players. Nick mentioned that a couple of weeks ago. Obviously, you're still a young guy, young coach. When you started to now, have you noticed uh, a difference in players in general? Uh, in the old days, they would say, you know, why are you doing this? Coach told me to. Have you noticed sort of that shift to where players are more like, why are we doing this? Um, that's a very good question. Um, in terms of the why, I think it's just myself, my own coaching philosophy, I guess, coming through, you know, Chip and Kyle and Nick, you know, when a guy understands why we're doing it and they see the whole picture instead of like, hey, you got this guy, you got to do it. Instead of saying, hey, you get this guy and this is why we're doing it, why we're opening up this lane, why we're doing this pump rush. I think it opens up their eyes and like, all right, I could get behind this and be full, fully invested in it. So understand why we're doing things here for us in the special teams room, I think has helped us improve somewhat of a young group to play fast and physical and, you know, understand why we're doing this, why we're going to help the offense, why we're going to help the defense in uh, the whole team aspect. So I think the why reason for these guys is really, you know, just getting them to understand it and be, you know, fully committed. And when guys are fully committed, it's easy to, to play fast. When they're kind of on the fence a little bit, that's one, they get injured because they, they're not going 100%. And these guys on the other side are going 100% because they understand the why. So when they get the understanding of why I'm doing this, why we're doing this, why we're doing uh, that scheme type of blocking, they play at 100%. They play fast, and they're a physical bunch. So I think the why is a huge, uh, important piece to getting us going. Thanks, Mike. For more Eagles news and exclusive interviews, be sure to subscribe to all of our Eagles original podcasts, including Eagles Update, Eagles Insider, and Eagle Eye in the Sky.